0: Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Ooh, jinx. <laughs> Maybe some
2: Elizabethan accents today. Oh, oh shit.
0: speaking of jinx, rest in pieces, Robert Durst. Oh, yeah. Bobby, Bobby D. D. Bye-bye.
1: Oh, Bobby D. Lost a real one. Killed them all, of course. I Killed them all. Killed them all, of, of course. Bye.
2: It's my favorite thing. The that most shocking so part of
1: that was the fact that he was just 78. I, I thought he was easily in his mid-90s. 200. Oh, yeah.
0: He's... <laughs> <foul>. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> foul. He, if you've ever watched um, What We Do in the Shadows... Yes. He's like the... The the Nosferatu old, roommate, old, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. the old old vampire who's like living just in the a torso and a head. <laughs> God, that man was old. Obsessed. Yeah. Anyway,
0: anyway, who who are we?
1: Oh fuck it, I'm Kenyon. I'm Lucy. I'm exhausted. I'm Amanda. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't know what's happening. I haven't left my house in like legit ten days, maybe more. I've lost I... count. I I went for a walk
2: today and the fresh air was jarring. (laughs) (laughs) It felt unnatural.
1: Too much. It was a lot. I I did say good morning to my mail carrier the other day and it was 3 (laughs) p.m. (laughs) I've been there. I found out later and I was like. In there.
2: The sun is like (laughs) setting at 3 (laughs) p.m. these days.
0: But. That can make it really seem like it's morning. I gotta mm, Whatever.
1: It's all yeah. a blur. I don't fucking know. Just we've had scares. our
0: godson this week because there's a COVID exposure at his daycare and also everywhere. Yeah, every everyone. Yeah. And we love it. And I might be dying.
1: <laughs> yeah, Amanda took a work call the other day and Adam and he was he was chiming in.
0: He's squawking. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be a couple minutes late for this call. I'm so close to getting him down for a nap. (laughs) (laughs) LOL. I I did get him down for a nap that time. Today, I got him down for a nap. And then Callie's click clacks woke him up. And then I thought he just squawked and rolled over and went back to bed. But then when I went in to check on him, he'd actually just found that there were some Christmas decorations within reach that he was quietly just very much awake playing with. In his crib. And then he shit his pants. And then we were just
2: awake. Oh, God. So I'm fine. I need a nap just listening to that.
1: Amanda. Amanda, wow. You're parenting. <laughs> I don't know how parents do it. I, I don't truly know don't. know
3: how they do
1: it especially, either. Especially single parents. Like, holy fucking shit.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, and then my dog pissed in the kitchen, and I'm like trying to drop him him off to his next person who's watching him for the rest of the day, and I've got a vacuum in one hand. I was like, it is 1950, and I am not okay. <laughs> no, give me the baby on my hip. Fucking yeah. where's where's the my
1: speed to get through this? Yes, day. I don't
0: have that. <laughs> Where's my fen fen? Fen fen. I know. My fen fen and my vibrating belt to really keep <laughs> my waist really small for my husband. I'm going to uh, have only- coffee and a hard
2: boiled egg today.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> and white wine. Don't forget. Wine. It's like two yeah. bottles of white wine. One and coffee egg. and a hard boiled <laughs> Incidentally that's basically what I've had but just because I was busy working Well that's going to hit your bowels hard.
0: Ish, yeah, your farts must smell so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Haven't seen Zach in a week.
3: <laughs> I
1: don't know oh where God. he is. <laughs> I'm fucking All right. Crying. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So speaking of things that You know, times where people didn't have certain things, and (laughs) they were crazy times. And they were not well. (laughs) (laughs) We have a very special fan pick this week brought to you by our fan picker, Beth Roper. Roper, Roper, us into it. Hardly (laughs) nor. And Beth has selected the very niche topic of Renaissance Festival Crimes. I'm so happy. This one was fun. <laughs> Renfest, we are all fans of the Renfest. Mm-hmm. I I haven't been in a lot of in a long time. I wish I go every year have, for my birthday.
0: I, I haven't know. been in
2: probably 20 years, but I've got we good are memories.
0: Not, to be clear though, fans of the owner of the Renaissance Festival. Oh, are there we were not? like I think we're it's under new ownership now and it's like better, but the previous one was like literally brought up on like trigger warning rape and essay charges of like staff and at the rent fest. It oh. was not. It was I not think
1: gone. I did see that and I almost did that as my case. And then I was like, nope. Yeah. Can't for my mental health. Big heart mm-hmm. same. I was not not like, that's there. not
0: where I'm going to go. Yeah. yeah. Good. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, now that but it's under new ownership, I would like to go back. It seems so fun.
0: It's so dusty and so fun.
1: The bread well, bowl really won me over. We'll get it. to it. <laughs> In my belly. We'll get to <laughs> it. All right. Well, first, let's get to our wine crime pairing. Amanda,
0: what have you got for Renaissance Festival Crimes? Well, I have two treats for you today. And one of them is not my pairing because my pairing is trash. My pair, I, There was a recommendation on what to drink today, like a wine called Viking Blood. I couldn't get it. And I'm a disaster. I'm a human disaster. So... <laughs> There's also that. I couldn't get it for all kinds of reasons. Number one being that I'm a human disaster. So I had a grapefruit high noon in my fridge. It sounds fucking delicious. And I'm going to drink it. And I'm going to drink it out of my drinking horn. Oh, oh my God. And I got, oh God, her leather chap. Her ass <laughs> got chap. At the Renaissance single Festival. Chap. I have a single <laughs> chap. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But once I pour it, I can never set this down. So I'm going to do one other thing before I pour this because it's not flat. Like I can't It's, it's a horn. It's a horn, y'all. You got to get on Patreon. Maybe don't pour the whole thing in it. Oh.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> for listeners at What? <laughs> was of that whatever was pre-existing <laughs> in the horn I just
0: rinsed it I'm but- not drinking out of this horn that's not happening okay I showed you the horn <laughs> <laughs> something came out of it maybe it was just, just
1: from rinsed, rinsed it, it. <laughs> maybe it was just from being rinsed ew <laughs>
2: Did that get on your computer? No, kind of. Oh, a little um, bit, right <laughs> on the
0: keyboard. It's fine. Oh, no. Okay, well, I have this, and I'm fucking totally not using it now, because it just vomited on my desk. <laughs> but here's my other treat.
3: Okay.
2: Does it have to do with a hair straightener?
0: No. Um. And I actually have multiples of these, and this is not the most recent, so I'm kind of sad, but... Thought I would show you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Best my photo. Renaissance photo. That's me and Scott in the center, and I'm gonna show it to my camera. It's so good. And then, just a lot of friends. We larp and get our picture taken every year so I'm just it's gonna great. have this looking at unbelievable. me
2: unbelievable
0: yep so those are my two treats and whatever came out of that horn kind of smells so I did not rinse it properly and I'm glad I'm not drinking out of it all right <laughs> it's probably not dishwasher safe it's for sure He's not <laughs> and it has like grooves so something yeah. bleh, a chunk of something <laughs> hidden there Anyway, we're drinking grapefruit high noon.
1: <laughs> it's I'm fizzy,
0: drinking- it's citrusy, it's slightly sassy, it's so refreshing. You can pair it with your sparkling personality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking Sokol Blosser. You love that stuff. It's so it's, good. So, it's really
1: good. good. Ooh, these high yeah, noons are. Sent us these wines my God, they're good. There's All no right.
0: added sugar.
1: Wow. I've this never had a high
2: 2. noon,
0: but
1: there's one in my
0: fridge.
2: Oh. Girl. They're so good. They're You'll so be, good.
0: They're vodka sodas. They're so They're like not seltzers.
2: Well, I'm doing three weeks of dry January in between my two vacations, so I'm that drinking works. ice water.
0: I Go love ahead. that journey for <laughs> you. Cheers.
1: Oh. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers to not
0: drinking out of a moldy horn.
1: And nice crack, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot. Nice crack. <laughs> All right. You guys, Lucy. we're uh, nailing it. We're doing we're, great. <laughs> we're
1: doing great. It's fine. Lucy, what is our background and in- Probably not psych for Renaissance Festival crimes.
0: Wow. Uh Oh, I got to get my bones. Oh, bone up. Oh, my God. That's so fucking good.
2: No psych today.
1: No psych. So a Renaissance
2: Festival fair or fair with an E. Fair-ay. Fair. a (laughs) fair shop (laughs) shop Is a public commercial outdoor gathering which... Theoretically recreates a historical setting of the Renaissance era, typically in the 16th century during the reign of Henry VIII or Queen Elizabeth I, but the actual Renaissance began in the 14th century, peaked in Italy in the 15th century, and just kind of spread out all over the rest of Europe in the 16th and 17th centuries.
0: And then just it just kind of plateaued. We're still kind of there, but with iPhones yeah. and showers. <laughs> just kind of receded.
1: And way less funding for the arts. Yeah. yeah. Way less. Like dramatically less. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so sometimes there are at these Renaissance festivals some Vikings and some pirates thrown in, which mm-hmm. are definitely not within the actual Renaissance period. And sometimes <sighs> you might see wizards or centaurs or Habits. elves or Star Trek people. Or Narnia wars.
1: Esque things, narnies, carnies. They they
2: cross the line for me personally, but you know, you do you. It's a whole, it's a fantasy realm. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So here's a good quote from a Bloomberg article. Along with all the bodice intensive Elizabethan garb, you see puffy shirted space pirates, winged fairies in leather bikinis, kilted barbarians, armored warrior monks. It's like walking around inside a mid seventies Jethro Tull album. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's it why we love is. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so lots of costumes for both fair goers and entertainers, musical and theatrical acts, crafts for sale. You can dip your hand in some hot wax.
1: Oh, love a I remember wax Mm hmm.
2: throw some axes. Just archery. <laughs>
1: Always had that wax hand; it was like her prized possession. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was oh, very yeah. jealous
2: of it. It was rainbow yeah. colored.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. She showed that also, thing off. Massive, mm.
2: historically incorrect smoked turkey legs. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll get to the historical incorrectness later on. Okay. These festivals can be held temporarily at a fairground or in a permanent location, a la the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, mm-hmm. the best. Renaissance festival.
0: (laughs) Hands down. Mm -hmm.
2: There are definitely way more Renaissance festivals in countries that didn't even experience the Renaissance era, (laughs) such as the U.S., Canada, and Australia. Yeah. In in
1: actual Europe, they're like, what?
2: Why would you want to relive (laughs) this? They have them, but they're
1: not the same. They're not American. Yeah. Yeah. Ameri- it's I not feel the Renaissance unless like it's, it's American. Like, it's not, like, foreign enough for them. Right. And they know way more about history, so they're going to be more, like, specific about Pretentious
0: about, about it. <laughs>
1: and each Renaissance festival
2: has, like, kind of a different vibe. Like, mm-hmm. some of them take place in, like, Hobbit's Land, whatever mm-hmm. that's called. Mordor. Things like that. Okay. The
0: Shire is where the hobbits are yeah. okay. from. But <laughs> Middle have, like, Earth, different... I think, is what you're going for. Hobbits Some of are them...
2: us. God. God. Hobbitville. Whoville or whatever. Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Listeners, I'm sorry Candy I tried. Land. I'm not Candy sorry. Candyland. Who's that like King Muck? Like that guy in Candyland who's just like a glob of cho- melted chocolate. Ooh,
2: oh. I like him. Actually, the licorice guy is my favorite. He's sinister.
0: And he's totally like on the queer spectrum, which I supes love. We'll get to the queer spectrum, too. Oh, yeah, (laughs) we will. We'll get to the bread
1: bowls, the historical inaccuracies, (laughs) and the queer spectrum. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Or this isn't wine and crime.
2: (laughs) We will fucking get to all those things. In 2016, there were an estimated 170 Renaissance fairs and events in the United States. So, that's a lot. What about? So, the Minnesota Renaissance Festival is at a permanent 22-acre site in Shakopee. Mm -hmm. Ever heard of it? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And here are some fun facts about the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, because there are, are a lot of fun facts. It is the second oldest Renaissance Fest in the country, having opened in 1971. Wow. It is the largest Renaissance Festival in the U.S. with an annual attendance of around 300,000.
0: Double wow. God darn it.
2: On August 19th, 1975, Penn and Teller did their first show together at Wait. the Minnesota Ren Fest. What? Yeah. We should see if I we can do a live that. show at
0: the Ren Fest.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, another not
0: during Renfest, but yeah, we could probably do one there.
2: Another major star stating Jason Mraz worked as a pickle boy early in his performance career at the Minnesota Renfest. You're Hot.
1: fucking kidding me. No. Love that for him.
0: I, I know. super love that. <laughs> I
1: know.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apparently, Ooh. there's like a famous juggling troupe called mm-hmm. the Flying Corrupt. Kara- Haramazov brothers. Never heard of Love them, it. but I guess they're famous in the juggling troupe circuit. <laughs> they got in their start. Well known circuit. They got their start at the Minnesota Run Fest. Love it. And the first queen of the Minnesota Renaissance Festival was actress Tova Feldsha, who played a defense attorney on Law and Order. Stop. All right. I gotta, I gotta look up this bitch. She like <laughs> won some Tony Awards. Toba Award, Toba Awards.
0: Oh, Tova. okay, yeah.
2: There's a picture of her on the drive that'll be on the blog. You might find her familiar. Looking,
0: oh. cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, actually, I do find her familiar because I have seen her on Law and Order. So, yep. I
1: yeah, okay, cool. She was the
2: first <laughs> queen,
0: and Bring I tried her out of a lineup, but good, good work.
2: I know. I tried to fi- find a picture of her as the queen, and there weren't any. I She probably burned all evidence.
0: They're exclusive. They didn't Mm. have
1: photography in the 1970s.
2: (laughs) Or the 16th century. (laughs) Yeah, more accurately, the 16th century. (laughs) Not even an oil painting. No. (laughs) The oldest Renaissance festival is the Renaissance Pleasure Fair, fair with an E, of Southern California, which opened... Either in 1961, 62, or 63, I found very different dates for that. You'd think that they would know, but. Mm -hmm. So that is when Los Angeles school teacher Phyllis Patterson was unimpressed with the lack of arts education that was provided to her students. Along with her husband, Ron, she decided to start providing after-school art and theater workshops in their backyard. Oh, the workshops proved so popular that on May 11th and 12th, the Pattersons expanded them into a weekend fundraiser called the Renaissance Pleasure Fair and May Market, raising money for a local radio station, KPFK. Wow! So this little weekend thing, it—I I think I read, it, I read it attracted like three thousand people. Dang. Wow! To like a okay. fucking backyard. Get it,
1: Phyllis? Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm.
2: So super popular, described by the New York Times as, quote, a kind of early wimpled Woodstock.
3: <laughs> <Ugh. Ish>. Wimpled.
2: <laughs> do that. And because it was born out of a hippie culture, elements of free love, non-binary gender identification, and an anti-square attitude remains at Renaissance festivals to this very
1: day. It totally does. It's it really does. It's so funny does. and interesting for, like, mm-hmm. such a – conservative time period Mm -hmm. and like religious time period it's all like the alt, like weirdos like us that like it and go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there's a book called well met
2: renaissance fairs and the american counterculture written by rachel rubin and the author points out that quote Virulent nationalism, lack of sanitation, public torture, and religious conflict are erased and nullified, replaced with romanticized combat, a sanitation staff, complimentary parking, and good food.
1: Yeah. Damn right. All the best parts of-
0: we really cherry-picked history. Yeah, we it's just up. cannibalized the Renaissance. We mm-hmm.
1: like to wear corsets, okay? Yeah. And Halloween is only
0: once a year. Really fucking good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to dip All my hand in hot wax, up. okay? Yeah. While wearing a bodice yeah. and eating a turkey leg. Hashtag bodice and guys. a lot of stew. I'm out into, of a bread into bowl. leather
2: fringe. Oh, okay, I love a good stew. You know <laughs> so I love
0: a good stew. So stew me. So stew <laughs> me. Stew <laughs> me.
2: Fucking stew me. Okay. So fucking stew me.
0: <laughs> right here. <laughs> okay.
2: So back to that Bloomberg article. The Rabelaisian, I don't know what that means. The revelation atmosphere oh. of these body carnivals <laughs> touched a nerve in anxious Cold War America not long afterward hippies started turning up in dandy-ish frocks rock bands began to pillage medieval history and the rest is history <laughs> uh, they put history twice in there uh, that was that was a bad sentence on not their your part. part on their part yeah, not your fault I know it's not it's yeah. definitely not no. <laughs> definitely. You can probably trace a line from the Patterson's Backyard to Led Zeppelin 4 to Burning Man. Yes. The reality-bending appeal of these early SoCal gatherings, which established the interactive no-spectators vibe that carries on in today's variants, remains a big part of the festival formula, says Jules Smith Jr., whose family runs the Maryland Renaissance Festival. He says, Here was something you could participate in that was a little wild, but it's also safe. It's a form of shared fantasy. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say, people are so tied to technology. Coming to something like this, you're not sitting around watching something with a laugh track. It's an immersion. You're going to go home dirty.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of dirt and
1: mud. For show. When you blow
0: your nose after a long day at the Renfest. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Honey. Straw
1: comes bats out. Bats fly out. Bats. <laughs> Whatever shit bats. was in your drinking horn. I was just going to say, that's Red probably Bulls. what was in my-
0: uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Imagine too. how filthy
2: they were. God. Oh, the real Renaissance people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was that good.
1: Nope.
2: They didn't um, have like no hygiene.
1: No, they definitely had some. They changed their linens. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was they dusty saved. though.
2: Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'd like wash their faces, just not yeah. a full full ass bath. There were a lot of horse baths. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love a horse bath.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So something related to the beginnings of Renaissance festivals that I found is called the Society for Creative Anachronism, or the SCA. Kay. It's an international living history group with the aim of studying and recreating mainly medieval European cultures and their histories before the 17th century. A quip often used within the SCA describes it as a group devoted to the Middle Ages, quote, as they ought to have been.
3: (laughs) Mm. Okay.
2: (laughs) All right. Choosing to selectively recreate the culture, choosing elements of the culture that interest and attract us. So again, they're cherry picking.
1: Yeah, they're
2: fully admitting it. They're just yeah. doing what they
1: the parts they, they like. They
2: want to do. Yeah, take the parts you like. That's yeah. their right. It was founded in 1966 by Diane Paxson, a UC Berkeley medieval studies graduate who hosted a party again in her backyard. That she called the Grand Tournament, where her guests wore helmets and sparred with plywood swords and fencing foils. And then when they were done, they marched down the street singing Green Sleeves.
1: Green Sleeves slaps. Yes. Green Sleeves <laughs>
2: does slap.
1: <laughs> I fucking love Green Sleeves. Listen. Sleeve. <laughs> and what not the rumor that it was written by Henry VIII? Or was it written by Henry VIII? I don't think Google they know it. who ri- who wrote it. It's like Beowulf. (laughs) Are you Googling? Yeah, of course. Duh. No, it probably wasn't written by Henry VIII, but that is a common rumor. Okay. I don't think he was that talented. He was too insecure. (laughs) I don't know. He wrote bad poetry for Anne Boleyn. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay. I'm bored. (laughs) Here's a fun fact for Amanda. A costumed attendee is called a platron.
0: Yes, they're <laughs> playing and patronizing. Um, love. So, to the food, the bread bowls. Yes. To the good stuff.
2: This is from a grunge.com article. Aside from vegans and vegetarians, who doesn't like a nice, juicy turkey leg? Mm-hmm. They kind of gross me out,
1: but sure, I, I love, love them. them.
2: Oh. Next to a pirate or next to a dragon or a pirate wench, turkey legs are central icons of renaissance fair.
0: Get it? Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, one restaurant at the Texas Renaissance Festival offers
0: the Texas Roadhouse Renaissance Festival, <laughs> I assume.
2: So, this is how it was written and it doesn't make sense, but it's called De leg of fowl." Yeah. <laughs> it should be "leg de fowl," but that's okay. I mean, it doesn't make sense anyway. They also (laughs) offer tribal taters. Oh. (laughs) And like Renaissance version of like egg rolls. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And like cheese sticks and stuff. But alas, turkeys, tomatoes, corn, and potatoes are indigenous to the Americas. These foodstuffs were not introduced into Europe until the late 16th century and even after their introduction most of these foods since they were foreign and exotic and really fucking expensive probably yeah. did not initially gain popularity to be considered common foods
1: yeah which is shocking when you think about potatoes right. and tomatoes right mm-hmm.
2: but yeah, yeah. facts
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: some renaissance festivals openly admit this flaw such as the central coast renaissance festival Which posts information on what people really ate in Elizabethan England. However, this does not prevent them from selling turkey legs. A lot of a lot of
1: eels. There were a lot of like eel pies. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like really gross. Tasty. Mm -hmm. And pottage. I have to blow out this vagina candle because it's giving me a headache. I love it. It but it does absolutely reek. So, again, Lucy got me this goop <laughs> vagina candle and I can't. It's She's a boss. I, I tried.
2: All right. Mm-hmm.
1: It'll just be decor.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: You can brag about it. Yeah. yeah. It's still a fun thing to have. I love it. Mm-hmm. But I will not <laughs> light it again. I love it. I don't like it. It's for the look. I, I don't like it. But I'll never use it ever
3: again. <laughs> it's
2: strictly a conversation starter. It's Absolutely. for the look. I don't like it. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Name that well, song. Thank yeah. you.
1: Yeah. God. <laughs> we got we heard you. I was getting you to it. You got
0: it. I don't know if Lucy got it. <laughs> I wasn't listening. There it is.
2: All right, I'm almost set. Speaking of historical inaccuracies, Renaissance festivals are often replete with sexual innuendos and
0: expression. Oh, yeah. We'll A lot of wenches. It. My whole sag. hmm
2: mm-hmm. Quote, was the Elizabethan Renaissance really filled with pickle hawkers cracking sexual witticisms?
0: Yes. The
2: answer is probably not. <laughs> While there was bawdy humor, and who doesn't know the messed up truth of Henry VIII's domestic life? Mm -hmm. Most people were in very vanilla relationships. So there's a book or an article called Moral Conceptions of Sexual Love in Elizabethan Comedy, which I'm sure Kenyon has somewhere.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm adding it to my list.
2: (laughs) Moral Conceptions of Sexual Love in Elizabethan Comedy. That is niche. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, I have multiple books about sex in Tudor and Elizabethan. Oh, times. I know. Yeah. I know. I wasn't joking when I
2: thought you <laughs> oh, would have this on your shelves. I know. <laughs> so anyway, that asserts that heterosexual monogamous relationships were the norm. Mm-hmm. So why are Renaissance fairs so promiscuous? In part, the answer goes back to the festival's roots in the counterculture, which pushed for sexual liberation. So really, like, the whole vibe, the, like, lasting vibes of Renaissance festivals tie back to the those – hippies in their fucking backyard.
3: Yep. Hippies that were just
2: trying. Dress to. Up. They were trying to raise money for a local radio station and like teach
1: kids.
2: I yeah. love it.
1: It's great. So I love everything about it. I'm glad that you didn't Ruin Renaissance festivals. No, mm-hmm. let's embrace the
2: charade that it is.
1: Yeah, yes.
2: So, in summary, Renaissance festivals are super fun as long as you bring your own wet wipes and don't get too caught up in the historical accuracy because there's yeah. very little of that. Let it go. Cool. Very
1: little historical you can, accuracy. You can
2: still have fun. Eat your turkey legs. Drink your stew out of your bread bowl.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Blow
2: your nose when you get home and show your friends. Do me, honey.
0: <laughs> Wipe your feet. Wipe your fucking feet, <laughs> for God's sakes! And rent Once. a costume.
2: Don't buy them, and don't buy them yeah. there. They're,
0: They're very expensive. Very, oh, expensive. really expensive? Yeah, but
1: like, go all out. Like, get dressed up. It's not fun if you don't. No, yeah. yeah.
2: get the little cra- the flower crowns with the long ribbons. Oh, yes. get your yes. um
1: uh astrological chart done. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. every year, baby. Oh yeah, chart. Get your tarot read. The whole
0: thing. Dang. Stuff this that would have got people magic. burned alive back it's, in the actual renaissance. Yes. yes, precisely.
2: I'm driving up in August. Oh, yeah. I'm going. I'm, I'm going. going Come on too. up, babes. Come on up. Stay with mama. Stay with <laughs> mama.
1: Let's go. <laughs> anyway, that's my seg. Hey. Well Love done. It. Love Thanks. it. All right. Well, let's hear a brief word from our sponsors.
0: TurkeyLegsFresh.com. Stew.org. (laughs) Stew.org. I have so many things I want to accomplish in 2022. One of them is walking outdoors. Retreat. Oh, a treat. That, that's a big change. Thank you. Comfortably and for any <laughs> length of time. <laughs> and if you're like me and you're itching to, you know, maybe get out of your house a little bit. You're planning to maybe cover a lot of ground in 2022. Mm -hmm. Start the year off with a new pair of shoes that's going to last the whole journey and, frankly, beyond. Rothy's shoes are so comfortable and machine washable, so your fresh start stays fresh all year long. Tell us more. We are just completely obsessed with
1: Rothy's. They are comfortable. They are durable. Like, literally, I have stinky gross feet and... I've never been able to keep a pair of flats that, you know, you wear without socks for more Mm -hmm. than, like, eight or nine months. And I have had my various pairs of Rothy's for years, and they are still in, like, mint condition. How, you ask? Because they're machine washable. Uh, They come out looking brand new from the washer. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. So Rothy's has casual and dressy styles for men, women, everyone in between. So you'll always find exactly what you need. You can take your pick from insanely comfortable flats, sneakers, I just got this cute pair of Rothy's sneakers and I feel French wearing them. I feel like the French girl, you know what I mean? Cute, sure. Loafers, ankle boots and more. And Rothy's, it's not just shoes, they also have stylish and washable bags, wallets and other accessories. And the best part? Everything that Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They have repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. So you can look good, feel good, and do good. It's amazing. We love
2: Rothy's. So hit the new year in stride with a fresh pair of Rothy's. New customers get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com forward slash gal's. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash G-A-L-S. And treat your feet. Treat them. them. It's a new year. And around this time every year, it's when we just start to tally up our shortcomings. Mm. So if we want to, like, eat better and, like, get less takeout, which might be a resolution of mine. Nothing (laughs) too specific. If we want to (laughs) develop more relationships, if we have career goals that we haven't yet achieved... It's not not stressful mm-hmm. to think of all the things that you could be doing better at. But it's a lot of pressure. Drip, drip, a lot. drip. But a so very easy way to take some of that pressure off of yourself is with some therapy. Therapy can help you learn to be kinder to yourself so that you keep moving forward. You keep making those improvements in your life. Talkspace makes it easy to get the help that you need to make lasting progress with your mental health all year round.
0: Y'all, this time of year is horrible. <laughs> it's in most of the of the United States, it's cold, it's dark, the winter has been endless. You have all the pressure of New Year's resolutions. It's really 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 hard. And I am a person who is alive and deals with anxiety, <laughs> depression, I deal with self-doubt, check, 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 imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, the list is endless. And Talkspace matched me several years ago with a licensed therapist that gives me support whenever I need it. It is amazing. Everybody needs help sometimes. If you're struggling with your mental health, first of all, welcome to the club. My arms are open to you. Mm-hmm. And connecting with a licensed therapist through Talkspace can help you start feeling better. They have thousands of... Thousands of licensed therapists across dozens of specialties. So even if you don't, even if our diagnoses do not match, there is likely a a match for you within the Talkspace family. And unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. This is my favorite thing about it. I used to do in-person therapy Mm -hmm. and the mental Gymnastics I had to do to get up and brush my teeth and get out of the house to make that appointment on time was. It tough. You kind of already it, have to be in a
1: better place to be able to get there. To do that. Yeah. yeah it contributes to the
0: problem. <laughs> right. It can. <laughs> but Talkspace has live chat. It's like texting within this very secure app that they have. They have video and audio sessions. You can easily fit mental health care into your daily routine. It is super, super, super private so you get access to a private virtual room with just you and your therapist you can send messages 24 7 and get replies throughout the day like within their office hours so if you're like me and you wake up from an anxiety nightmare and you need to get it out and on paper you can just open your app and talk to your therapist and talkspace's encryption and added security features keep your conversations fully protected so you don't have to worry about it
1: So make your mental health more than just another New Year's resolution with Talkspace. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code GALS, G-A-L-S, at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code GALS, and treat your brain. Treat Treat it. Are we ready for my case? Yeah. Usually not. So, like I said at the top, I just mentally was not in a place having not left my house in so long and the like society crumbling around me to like do something really dark and sad yeah of course so um, self-care baby there and there wasn't like that much to choose from Mm -hmm. because it's a very niche topic but i do love talking about it so i decided that we should Go in the way way back machine and talk about an actual festival that occurred during the actual Renaissance. This okay. fucking counts.
0: This fucking fully counts. You yeah. understood the assignment. Thank honey. you. Yeah. Thank you. You did. So
1: it's going to require some background info. And those of you who are supporters on Patreon will have heard my drunk dive about Merkins royal inbreeding. Oh, the Habsburg chin. Oh. And the the Habsburg jaw, which I just wasn't able to like let get Get over. (laughs) Yeah, can you imagine uh, how much room? We're revisiting.
0: Can you imagine how much room for my adult acne there would be if I had a Habsburg chin? Oh, the surface area! It would be expansive. Yeah. And expensive to manage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All that Accutane. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We're gonna get to it. Great. So. I just couldn't let go of Charles II. You know? Never, never He's let just go. So charismatic. And so we're <laughs> going to talk about his second wedding.
3: Oh, and I love a redo.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Maria Anna of Neuburg mm-hmm. was born in 1667 in a palace near Dusseldorf mm. and was a member of the House of Wittelsbach. A German dynasty with a long history of European rule, including three, count them, three Holy Roman Emperors. Wow. Whoa. There are photos of all of these people on the drive, and they will be on the blog, so definitely take a look. Photographs? And, no, no, sorry. Po- screenshots of portraits.
3: Oh,
2: Charles II is people. back. Oh, God,
1: I forgot how fucking ugly these people were. Yeah. <laughs> So check out Maria Anna of Newburgh. That's who we're currently talking about. I love her bow. Oh, (laughs) she looks weird in the
2: chin too.
1: Oh, she was already. She was a relative. I can see that. They're all connected. (laughs) So she would grow up to serve as Queen of Spain from 1689 to 1700 following her marriage to Charles II, the last Habsburg King of Spain and also known as El Hechisado or the, the witch because of his super inbred fucked up everything. Some of these <laughs> portraits of Maria <laughs> Anna are
0: very severe. Some of them are
1: not flattering. And some, and some of them, them, them are t- like
0: stunning.
1: Well,
2: they photoshopped.
0: It's it's an oil painting. I know. There's
2: there's no way original. The original face tune.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally. Yeah. Sometimes the poor. Like, look at the one. (laughs) Look at Maria Anna of Newburgh too. And then compare that where it looks like her face is literally melting, like half of her face
0: is right. lower and than the other half of her face. And number three is like dist- pristine <laughs> and beautiful. Yeah.
1: And then number
2: four, too, she looks like very pretty. Number five, well, we're swinging back the other way.
0: Yeah, Big <laughs> fan of the gown and the puff sleeve in two, though. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The dresses
1: are so much more like elaborate and ornate than. So cool! I'm getting some fair inspo. Right, I know. If you wanted to be real Renaissance, you'd have to be like way more elaborate. Because listen, I'm
0: putting putty on my chin, and I am fucking getting (laughs) one of these gowns. Let's cosplay as the
1: Habsburgs. I want to go as Charles too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have the hair for it now.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Maria Anna was Charles' second wife, like I said, following the death of his first wife, Marie Louise of Orleans, the same year, and there are pictures of her on the drive, and she's very beautiful and like very Spanish
0: looking. Mm -hmm.
1: She's she's cool. Dark haired beauty.
0: Stun. Little share happening. Mm. Yeah. She does have great brows. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm. So the first wife died. No, they had no kids because Charles was Charles, mm-hmm. and so Charles then, was
0: not in charge. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and so now he's marrying his second wife, and Maria Anna was reportedly selected for the role because her family was famously fertile. She w- was herself one of seventeen siblings. God, nope. no, no press.
0: Bye, bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, thank God, I will not be going down in history for being famously fertile. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, go ahead and be fertile, but I don't want to be, like, Duggar fertile. That Uh, is famously fertile, and it's not mm -hmm. okay. True.
1: Yeah. That is a crime. Also, what is she supposed to do? Just because her parents were fucking all the time doesn't mean that she can, like, grow a baby out of nowhere from this king husband who, like, definitely cannot get it up. Right.
2: Yeah. Anyway.
1: (laughs) So sound off, honey. Sound (laughs)
0: off. Let it
1: out. Put it in the burn book. (laughs) So there are some theories for Charles's impotency. He had been king of Spain since he was three years old and suffered a range of ailments and disabilities likely resulting from generations of inbreeding and if you want details on that, which I believe you do, go to check Patreon. Out, go to Patreon, check out my drunk dive. It's there very are charts. thorough. There are charts, <laughs> <laughs> but just to sum up, he was so inbred that 25% of his genetic makeup was duplicate. That's so much percent. Yeah, a quarter of his genes were no, I I like identical
2: uh, no, nope, oh, we're good. Oh no, no, no. And don't they we say that good. we're like
1: two genes away from
2: a banana? Like yeah. that'll fuck that'll <laughs> fuck you uh, up.
0: Yeah. I, uh, yeah. There is
1: not a lot of room to maneuver. <laughs> no, listen, I genes.
0: am in a state of existential dread at all times. I can't handle factoids like we're two percent <laughs> away or two genes away yeah. from being a banana. I'm googling we're, it. It's not like I'm, it's gonna
2: affect you at this point. Yeah, you don't They're know. Tux. You don't know what could happen. You're right. You're right. You could be a banana tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to need you to check in with me in the morning <laughs>
0: so I can be sure you're not a banana. Between the possibility that I could wake up a banana tomorrow and Lucy teaching me that fucking corpses could just be thumbing it down Highway 35, I will never be okay again.
3: <laughs>
2: they move. Yeah. <laughs> they
1: flap okay so what's interesting is that while he's super fucking inbred f- over multiple generations again C he's chart. so
0: inbred that he just is bread. yeah he's a hundred banana bread <laughs> he's, <bred.
1: laughs> so, he's <Anyway>. baked <laughs> so what I found was so interesting is that he had older siblings that didn't seem to suffer the same effects. So maybe somebody's cheating. Maybe somebody's cheating. Thank God. Or (laughs)
0: please cheat.
1: You know, sometimes you get with jeans and whatever they.
0: Stuff skips
1: and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Each
0: time is different. So luck of the draw. Sometimes you're a baby. Sometimes you're a banana. There's no way to know. Just like whenever I try (laughs) to bake
1: sugar cookies and it's fucking luck of the draw. Every time is different. They're never the same. Baking, Every time is recipe. Bad. Baking is alchemy. It's sorcery. Every yeah. time, it time it is bad, the Amanda Jacobson story. Yeah. I just cannot fucking make cookies to save my life. So, it's so hard. There are other theories that have been proposed to explain his unfortunate conditions.
0: His par-unfortunate soul.
1: <laughs> so some of these include the fact that his father was 56 when he was born. And was also his uncle- and, <laughs> and his own grandpa <laughs> was his was his own great uncle.
0: Oh, yes. right.
1: <laughs> and everyone was like very nonplussed by the fact that his dad was forty four when Philip married his fourteen year old niece. Oh. oh my god. Oh, yep. Good lord. Yeah, and I think it was something like Charles was his mom's son and second cousin.
0: That makes. Perfect sense. Thank you. Anyway.
1: So another... <laughs> thanks for clearing that up.
0: Followed it. <laughs> My brain does not hurt at all.
1: Another theory proposed uh, was by an astrologer, and that went that when Charles's father died, when Charles was just three years old, he'd failed to give the boy a proper goodbye. And so this... He came back? Charles was three when his <laughs> dad died. And so... They didn't get enough of a, a goodbye, apparently, and so the astrologer said that this caused Charles's impotence
0: later in life. Honey, no. Uh, okay. And this
1: sounds. I love insane. a creative
0: solution to an interesting problem, but
1: uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this sounds insane, but apparently it wasn't in the seventeenth century. And so, after the astrologer made this proclamation, they fucking exhumed. King Philip's body, 20 plus years after his death. To ask
0: him to give a proper goodbye to his son.
1: So that Charles could bid him farewell properly. Ish. To cure his impetus. Did it work? It it, it didn't work. The (laughs) touching ceremony sadly did not. Was not the Viagra pill that they hoped for. Oh, my But, yeah, they fucking exhumed the king because an astrologer told them it would make the new king's dick work. Well, that astrologer has egg on his face.
0: (laughs) Or not. (laughs) We are living (laughs) in the worst timeline. Like, I want to be (laughs) there-ish. First of all, ish. Second of all, <laughs> there was I no egg got
2: <laughs> <on> anyone's face
0: <laughs> or anywhere well, else. <laughs> I want to go back to a time where these were the, the things we were exploring. You got ghosts Dig in your blood. Up. Do, okay do you up. fucking
1: do you? I feel like we're on our way and <laughs> it's going great. People I are like drinking their own piss rather than taking a vaccine. So, Listen, yeah. How is, else are you going to wash exists. down
0: that horse medicine? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Only piss.
1: So, <laughs> another explanation could be any of Charles's numerous childhood illnesses, including herpes in his early infancy. Oh, poor thing. And like bouts of measles, chickenpox, rubella, smallpox, all the things that we now have vaccines for. Right. He caught. Yeah. He literally caught measles, chickenpox, rubella, and smallpox,
0: and lived. And herpes as a child. But I'm just amazed that he could have all of those co-occurring conditions in the Renaissance as an infant. Yeah. And live to to try to sire a child. It's
1: a miracle that he lived as long as miracle. he did. He lived miracle. into his 30s and nobody saw that coming. Yeah. So he was once famously described as, quote, short, lame, epileptic, senile, and completely bald before 35. Always <laughs> on the verge of death but repeatedly baffling Christendom by continuing to live. Continuing (laughs) to live.
0: (laughs) He was a fighter.
1: Yeah. So his years of rule were not a good time for the Spanish Empire. He
2: really took it on the chin. Oh, no. Oh,
0: no. See yourself out. (laughs) He took a bunch on the chin. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Uh, so the empire had grown massively by like murdering and committing genocide and exploiting indigenous peoples around the world. And then, you know, it's things then they started to lose money and it wasn't great. So with no clear heir to this hugely powerful position, should Charles fail to have a son, the success of the second marriage was like this very important political matter. So poor Maria Anna. Was like I have to fuck on her
0: shoulders.
1: Him, I have, I have to fuck him. (laughs) That's what I
0: have to do. And oops, all chin over here is my new husband. (laughs) Oops, all chin. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes!
1: So Charles was twenty-eight years old. Many held out hope that, against all odds, because again, one of his issues was that he had one completely shriveled testicle. Ah, yes. How could we forget?
0: That, that old chestnut. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> literal
1: <old>
2: chestnut. <laughs>
1: that's exactly what it it's looks like. It's oh, <laughs> oh, like, we'll a pistachio. A shelled
2: pistachio.
1: Chestnut. Oh, my God.
0: Please Google a chestnut. <laughs> yeah, that's put a picture exactly what it
1: Put like. a picture of a chestnut <laughs> I on I the will. drive, please. Ask me twice. Let's
0: label it that <laughs> old
2: chestnut.
0: I can't wait for her. <laughs> Like production assistant to be like, um, Kenyon, (laughs) did you mean to have this photo on the website this week? For a reason, (laughs) you have 13 photos of chestnuts on the drive. You're like, yes, ma'am. We don't pay and ask questions. (laughs) Chestnut crimes. Okay. Just (laughs) kidding, Andrea. We love you and we would
1: be dead without you. And we would. (laughs) We would. She knows that. She knows. She she knows because
0: we tell her every day.
1: (laughs) Okay, so. Please don't quit. Him getting it up and fucking and having a baby, specifically a boy, was a matter of national importance. And this succession crisis risked wreaking havoc for, like, the larger balance of power throughout Europe, which, like, that, that well, makes presh. sense. Little. Fucking monarchy makes perfect sense. Yeah. So a lot was riding on 22-year-old Maria Anna's shoulders when she was selected as his second wife. A proxy wedding took place in August of 1689, a few months later then she departed Germany and sailed to Spain. So they basically were like married on paper before they were physically in
0: the same room. Mm-hmm.
1: Their marriage was celebrated by numerous renaissance festivals. Yes, now we're getting to it.
0: I had completely forgotten why you were covering this, and I was fine with it. I thought we were talking <laughs> about chins same
1: so on an occasion such as a significant royal marriage it was not uncommon for cities to compete with one another to organize the most impressive festival to demonstrate their loyalty to the royal family
0: yeah because if these already impoverished areas don't spend every dime they have impressing the monarchy as they drive past in a in a cart yep then (laughs) what are we even fucking doing
1: well, hide all the dead bodies. Get there them out of here.
0: Get them, put them in the pile, put the tarp on And it. then let's joust. <laughs> Love it.
1: So by far the most lavish of the festivals celebrating their marriage took place in the Italian city of Naples. The festivities spanned an eight month period. Oh my God. Yep. Um,
0: that's a little long. <laughs>
1: eight months. <laughs> that's a How long was your wedding? Long.
0: Eight
2: months. Months. <laughs> No, not not your marriage, your wedding.
1: <laughs> Eight, Eight months.
2: <laughs> this months. wedding
1: lasted longer than Kim Kardashian's marriage to that Minnesota basketball gross guy. boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by a long shot. Yeah. yeah. It involved multiple cons- like significant construction projects. It was like the fucking Olympics. Mm. and elaborate and costly events despite the fact that the royal couple, we're never actually in attendance at any point. <laughs> they didn't
0: even cart bay.
1: No, cart Blanche. It's, it's in Naples and she's from Germany and he's in Spain. And I mean, yeah, who has the time? Yeah. So wow, it's a crazy that's time.
0: real sad.
1: Naples's massive wedding celebration was intended as a peacemaking gesture. 43 years earlier, the city had unsuccessfully revolted against Spanish Habsburg rule, so they were still saying sorry 43 years later.
0: Well, it's never too late to apologize. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As they Um, say.
1: Oh, my God. So the prolonged festival was meant to once and for all proclaim devotion to the Habsburg king. Ironically, though, the massive expenditure of the festival was undertaken as Naples was again suffering under the burden of heavy taxation from that king. Mm -hmm. That was to pay for Spain's fucking lengthy and costly wars. So they had no money because they were being taxed by the people that they were then trying to impress. It's just a little snake eating its own little tail. Yeah. Yeah. Despite food and supply shortages, the local government spared no cost for the celebration. And I'm basically just picturing, like, the Pentagon's budget every year just growing. (laughs) And then, like, just the unhoused crisis, the opioid epidemic, fucking no universal health care, fucking COVID, fucking. We're fine. But we have jetpacks from the Navy,
0: Mm-hmm. Like literal oh, yeah, flying jetpacks.
1: It's fine. Highly unnecessary. Cool.
0: Super cool.
1: <sighs> so some of the shit that they did for this Renaissance festival included the construction of an amphitheater in the shape of a parallelogram.
0: Ooh. big deal! Love a parallelogram.
1: That was painstakingly hand painted to resemble marble. The entire amphitheater. Wow. Oh my god. Cuz they didn't have marble, I assume? Yeah, I guess it would have been too expensive to like build it out of marble or too Makes permanent sense. maybe. Save that money, honey, and so they didn't have can, enough time. It's less porous and lasts longer anyway, so. Yeah, I would pref- I wish I had quartz countertops. I have marble mm-hmm. and they are a bitch. Trash. <laughs> Absolute oh, Fucking trash. bitch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so this amphitheater would be the site of numerous events such as jousts and bullfights scheduled to coincide with notable dates such as Maria Anna's arrival in Spain. So they just dragged it out and celebrated like, now she's leaving Germany. Let's have a party. Oh, now she's God. arrived in Spain. Let's have a party. Oh, they've no. consummated their whatever, supposedly. Let's have a party.
0: my oh. God. Lucy, can you imagine a party lasting this long in your house?
2: I would burn my house down. (laughs) (laughs) I would move. I would burn. uh, Yeah, no. I had to augment my banner that said, please leave by nine to please leave by eight. Because I couldn't find one that said, please leave by eight. Yep. (laughs) What I meant was seven, but
1: whatever. Yes. (laughs) So the most extravagant feature of the festival, however, was a 500 foot long artificial river that was filled with spring water.
2: I love that. What? It reminds it, me of the it, hotel we stayed at in Nashville. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. The grand old, the gay old Opry or whatever the hotel. The old Op- Op- Opry Gaylord Opry Land. God. The Lord Opry. <laughs> the gay, the gay old, Lord Opry. Gay old <laughs> Opry Lord Hotel. We got there.
1: <laughs> yeah. The fake river. They built a fake river. So the Renaissance was bonkers. They were able to do... Such amazing things, and then they understood, like, nothing about how the body worked.
3: It was, insane, like, <laughs> I mean, such a
1: bizarre time. So weird. Like, no germ theory, but we can, like, fully build a, build a river for right. funsies. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but I yeah. love it. I'll take so it. The, the river was lined on either side with 90, 90 fountains. And ended at an artificial grotto where people could, like, frolic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on the date of Charles and Maria Anna's marriage, an elaborate spectacle was staged on the river, which included a shell-shaped boat containing figures meant to represent Amor, the god of love. Hymen, the god <laughs> of
2: marriage ceremony. <laughs> Hymen. Is that why no. it's called Hymen.
0: It yes. must be.
1: Literally,
2: yes. Is spelled the same? Oh, my yes. God.
1: Oh, no. Yep. Yep. That's so and gross.
0: Oh, uh-huh. I love it. Yep. I want to get another cat and name her Hyman. You should. Hymen. Pepperoni <laughs> <laughs> and, <when>, and Hyman.
1: <laughs> and then when you have to bring her to the vet, Hyman is broken. Hi, my hymen is hyman broken. Hymen's <laughs> bleeding. My, my hymen is bleeding.
0: Pet too hard, broke my hymen. (laughs) I tried to brush my hymen, and it just did not go (laughs) well. Fed her dry food, broke my hymen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why you should never take your cat horseback riding. Am I right? You're right.
0: (laughs) They do not stand for it. I love that she's not the God, or he, I don't even know, is not the God of marriage. Marriage the God ceremonies. Of marriage ceremonies. Well, for yeah. a long
1: time, and in a lot of European oh. cultures, it you had to. It oh. was like a public oh. fucking act, and then they had to look for the blood. Oh, fucked oh. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I hate that. I like. I know, and I hate
1: it. Yeah, and Lucina, the goddess of childbirth. Okay. Great so figures pulling the boat were made to resemble two dolphins Amanda's no. favorite <laughs> twelve <laughs> mermaids mermaids <Okay>. and six tritons <laughs> two
0: mermaids two dolphins <laughs> twelve mermaids Six Tritons and yeah. a Hymen and a pear tree <laughs> in
2: a shell
1: boat in a shell and boat and a huge fake marble amphitheater. Love. <laughs> so in addition to loyalty to Spain, the imagery of this spectacle was also clearly designed to display a hope that the marriage would produce an heir
0: because there's a you lot don't of say like fertility fertility and, shit. Mm-hmm.
1: Hymen. I just wanted us to like imagine the Renfest in. In Shakopee, but with as some this. of these elements, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, as was traditional at the time, details of the festival were recorded and preserved in an elaborate festival book meant to c- commemorate the event and provide a lasting record of Naples's loyalty, which is kind of like like a now concert. known as Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It was to for people who couldn't make it. Yeah, spread. Information. Brag online. mm -hmm. Although these books were often beautiful artifacts, one source cautions that quote their contents should not be taken at face value. Festival (laughs) books were in fact formidable instruments of political propaganda through their author's careful editing of the events to further political agendas, i.e. Instagram.
0: Got it. Okay. So this has this social media presence has always versus reality has existed for fucking ever. Wow. Oh
1: yeah. Big time. It was a little bit more controlled by the state. Sure. But yeah.
0: Interesting. I'm more wine
1: because I'm not slurring enough. It's fine. Oh, no, honey. <laughs> Down the hatch. Meanwhile, back in Spain, not anywhere near any of these festivities, <laughs> Maria Anna no doubt soon realized that she was in a hopeless situation. So she had to just look out for herself and figure out her own agenda. Mm-hmm. As like... Pff- she's not there's no way she's bearing an heir with Charles yeah according to one contemporary source quote the queen has acquired such a dominion over the spirit of her husband and again he also had like cognitive
0: yeah issues issues and mm-hmm. it was not a good sitch no, no
1: that it may be said that she alone reigns as sovereign of Spain the authority of the queen however is founded rather upon the fear of her anger than upon any love for her on the part of the nation huh there is no people in the world so sensitive of praise as the Spaniards, okay. and, and consequently, or Libras. Yeah, <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> okay. okay, watch me. No,
2: hold my hurt. beer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hold my high noon, <laughs> and, and consequently, none who are so much affected by contempt. The queen professes contempt for the whole nation. And as Good a physical, for her. She, was like, <laughs> she was like, fuck this. Yeah. Why have I been brought here? This is impossible. I can't do any of this. And I'm really sad and alone. So I want pretty dresses and jewelry. Yeah. Uh, basically. Yeah.
0: It's the least you could fucking do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Back to this quote, wherever the fuck I was contempt as offensive discourse is the only revenge for those who are excluded from power. It is not surprising to hear all the evil things that the public detestation causes to be said about her. It is, however, very true that she gives plenty of reasons for the reproaches leveled against her. So basically she is a bitch like everybody hates her, but she is a bitch. All right. Fair. She's got With, every fucking right to be. Yeah, you're yeah. allowed
0: to be a bitch
1: <laughs> in With these her,
0: circumstances. Yeah.
1: With her regard to her avidity in receiving and extorting presents, there is no one more ingenious than she in finding excuses for appropriating everything that is valuable in Madrid and for amassing everyday fresh treasure for herself
0: get it. Must, must hurt. Huh? I wonder how (laughs) terrible that must be. Yeah,
1: (laughs) To have the one. She's doing
0: what we do to everyone else. And I don't like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But still, Maria Anna was undoubtedly aware that her only real power lay in her ability to produce an heir, which was fucking impossible. And the more time passed, the closer her husband like came to death. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And the more difficult it would be. So, to cope, she kind of claimed that she was pregnant on various occasions. Who and, wouldn't? Like, she pulled a Kelly. Her. Oh, yeah. She gained some time. Yeah, a Kelly yep. Kapoor. Kelly Kapoor.
0: <laughs> I would do the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So she did that a few times, probably never was actually pregnant. She also succeeded in deflecting much of the blame, though, for this lack of an heir onto Charles, because, like, fucking look at him.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And she also problematically but in our eyes but at the time very normally had him undergo multiple exorcisms Mm.
0: well yeah there's ghosts in your blood do cocaine about it yeah and again his nickname was
1: the bewitched
0: yeah so yeah
1: so then in 1698 charles grew seriously ill and most believe that his death was like imminent although he did like cling on for two more years somehow
0: a real Helen situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody fucking went to Pennsylvania. They a rented a car. She was <laughs> and all then he mad was, that <laughs>
0: he couldn't go to
2: Olive Garden. Yeah. You know the drill. <laughs> you were dead
1: yesterday. Yeah, just... What are you doing here? Uh, put the rest of my jewelry on me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm not dressed, she said. Drape
0: me. I'll the nerd jewels. <laughs>
1: God. If she had said, I want to be buried with all my jewelry, would you guys have done it?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Selfish. lootly not. <laughs> First of all, it's she didn't have like a ton that was even valuable right. at that point. It was this the jewelry she liked to wear was all of her costume jewelry, right. which like fine. Fucking bury her with it, whatever. Right. I'm just not burying that bitch with her wedding set. It's not happening. My sister got her first one, not first marriage, but, like, the OG, and then she upgraded, and that one's mine, and it's not going down in the box with you, Grandma. I don't care what you say.
2: It's not going down in the box with you. It's not
0: going down in the box with (laughs) you. Uh-uh. She got cremated anyway. Whatever. It's fine. It was just a good question. It was also, like, in her wishes that she she had, like, pre-written a... uh, it and I was like, we're, we're not, not publishing you. that. That's no. <laughs> too boring. I got this.
1: <laughs> so they're trying to figure out the successor. I'm not going to get into all the details, whatever. Maria Anna had her candidate, and they had one candidate, but then he died of smallpox, whatever. Classic. All kinds of shit, back and forth. So when Charles finally died in 1700, at the age of 38, the empire fell into Chaos, And there was the war of Spanish succession and it lasted like 10 years and blah, blah, blah. And also his personal confessor was tried after his death for bewitching him by the Spanish Inquisition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody expects it. But like somehow he was acquitted, thank God. I think because they were like, uh clearly Charles was fucked up way before this guy came into the picture. So like mm-hmm. it's not his fault. So there's that. The war... And the different factions, whatever, really fucked up Maria Anna's retirement. And again, mm-hmm. she was like maybe 30 at this point. Right. But that's fucking old in the
0: Renaissance. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So she's exiled all kinds of shit. She's able to come back for a bit uh, when whatever she's able to come back for a bit. Then she's exiled again people gain power lose power whatever. What Finally, I wouldn't
0: give to be exiled. <laughs> oh my god. Send my ass away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so she ends up in France, <laughs> and she lives for several more decades and according to some sources, she remarries and her second husband, no longer king of Spain, Habsburg emperor, now he is a local French barrel maker. Wow! Mm. Wow! Good for
0: her, living that quiet yeah. life. Yeah, uh, the road maker. Uh, the and
1: road then,
0: like maker. Uh, the maker uh. <laughs>
1: In seventeen thirty-nine, so like thirty-nine years after Charles's death, she's finally allowed to return to Spain, and then she died the following year. Oh, sweet relief! Sweet yeah, relief, seriously. <laughs> fucking that! I want you when you go to the Ren Fest. I want you to think about how fucking bonks the actual Renaissance
0: was. Yeah, yeah. it was a little messy. She was a little messy. She yeah. was messy as it was fuck. more than like mud and dust and like disease. A Sturkenics. lot of that shit is more
1: medieval. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Renaissance was just insanity. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. wild. So that's my case. Love.
0: Loved
2: it. Love, 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 love. I love your messy
0: historical yeah. tales. Good. It's, I love them too. It's your niche. It is. Well, should we hear a word from our sponsor? Uh, Spritzbathdisposablewipes.com. <laughs> <laughs> Localfrenchbarrels.com
1: Local French Barrels.com. We'll paint your quartz. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, let's do it.
1: I value being cozy and warm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a key core value in my life. <laughs> and I have a lot of different blankets in my home, in my car, for, you know, when I go into the great outdoors. Uh, blankets that are okay to, like, use with my partner and with my dog or all alone to feel cozy. Everything. So many blanket options on the market. But what I love about Rumpel is how dedicated they are to sustainability when it comes Mm -hmm. to their blankets and also durability because there aren't Mm -hmm. that many blankets that can like withstand being taken outdoors or like on a camping trip and yet also work inside like for your living Mm -hmm. room. It's amazing how versatile they are. I'm a total weirdo when it comes to like
2: my outdoor spaces. So if you know me at all, they're you very know curated. That if the temperature is above like 50 degrees, I'm going to be outside as much as possible on my porch, probably mm-hmm. reading a book or playing Animal Crossing, but still in like your hammock. experiencing mm-hmm. the outdoors. And then the second it gets a little bit too uncomfortable, I'm right back inside on the couch. Mm-hmm. So Rumple really checks all my boxes because I can be wrapped up in the same comfy, cozy blanket. Whether it's outside in my hammock or even like in the car. Because you don't want to have your your like designated bed blankets in the car on the go mm-hmm. with you. You kind of want a, a blankets that are good for all these areas. And this is what Rumpel serves up. So these blankets are weatherproof. They're durable. They're super duper cozy. And they're made with the same technical materials used in premium outdoor gear and active wear. So like take it camping. Do what Mm -hmm. you got to do with it. It is absolutely the best versatile blanket out there. Mm -hmm. Rumpel is on a mission to introduce the world to better blankets. They recycle over 5 million plastic water bottles every year, and they succeed in offsetting their carbon footprint. Their Mm -hmm. products are weather-resistant, they're durable, and most importantly, they're cozy. This is so warm. Actually, before Mm -hmm. I got a chance to use my Rumpel blanket... My cat absconded
1: with it. Yup. Yup. <laughs> <They laughs> Which is fine it. because they're pet hair resistant. Yup. Oh yeah. I wasn't mad. Their
2: fabric mm. keeps pet hair and debris off, making it usable for anything. And from their original puffy to the newly released wool blanket. Hello. Need it. Need it. These rumple blankets are perfect for any adventure, even the
0: kind that you just take in your living room. That's my favorite kind of adventure. So save 15% off through March 30th at rumple.com That's com. And use code GALS15. That's G A L S 1 5. Stay cozy this winter with Rumple and treat your blankets. Treat it. I want you to think back
1: to sex ed for a moment. Uh, no, no, don't make me do Just it. the, the awkwardness. <laughs> Uh, it was probably taught by like a series of substitute teachers or like maybe oh yeah. your gym teacher slash, you know, part time health teacher. Oh, oh my God. My face is red just remembering it. A lot of yeah. distractions. My hands are sweaty just thinking about it. It was probably pretty focused on learning how to prevent pregnancy because of, mm-hmm. you know, when we're taught sex ed. Right. That's fair. But now that we're grown ups. Maybe it's time to start thinking about how to plan for pregnancy if that Mm. is something that you see in your future.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: For
1: a lot of people, that's like a hard switch. Like, Mm -hmm. it goes from
2: like, your friend tells you that they're pregnant, and you're like, oh, no, to like, oh, yay. <laughs>
1: it seems like a hard uh, corner. I don't a, know. Maybe it's that's a just me. Big life transition, and you don't have to go through it alone, and you don't have mm-hmm. to go through it ignorant. You can turn to Modern Fertility for info. Exactly.
2: Absolutely. That is
1: exactly why Modern Fertility was created. It's an
2: easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. It's so fast. When I did Mm -hmm. this test, I forgot that I had mailed it in. And like the next (laughs) thing I knew, I had all these (laughs) like charts and figures about my about Mm -hmm. my fertility. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it was it's really, really cool. So what gets delivered are insights into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, so like how many eggs you have compared to other people your age, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps if it doesn't... If it's not all like inherently obvious to you, which it wasn't right. to me. Like We're w- not doctors. No. Right. <laughs> but the way they just lay it all out for you, it just it's very reassuring. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. And if you do need if you do have more questions, they set you up with someone who is specifically trained qualified. to answer that. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: So traditional testing with your doctor can cost over a thousand dollars. No thank you. But modern fertility gets you the same information. For 159 dollars aka a fraction of the price and mm-hmm. if you go to modernfertility.com gals you can get 20 bucks off your test so that's 139 dollars because mm. of math and yep. if you have an HSA or an FSA you can put those dollars toward modern fertility so like it's almost free Use I, it. I always forget that I even have an HSA. So if you want kids today or maybe just one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that is right for you.
0: Yes. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash gals. That means, like Lucy said, your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to ModernFertility.com slash gals. One more time, ModernFertility.com slash gals and treat your knowledge. Treat it.
2: Online shopping can be very daunting.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: You never know if things are going to fit. You never know if that color is going to look good on your skin tone. Returns are difficult. And maybe you don't even know what store to begin with. Yep. So it can be kind of stressful. So this season, let Stitch Fix do all of that hard work for you.
0: Oh, y'all, I love Stitch Fix. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing it. I'm wearing Stitch Fix jeans and a Stitch Fix top right now. Jeans. Wow. they send me jeans that fit me. That's pretty amazing. That's a treat. It's unreal. My body was not built for the easy fit of denim, people. (laughs) You're more of a couture gal. I am, yep, yep. This is not an off-the-rack bod to please when it comes to jeans. But it's like Stitch Fix, and especially now Stitch Fix Freestyle, is like a shop built just for you. Stitch Fix Freestyle is your trusted style destination where you can discover and instantly buy curated items based on your style, your likes, and your lifestyle. So you don't have to sort through a bunch of stuff that you just know you're not going to like to find that one gem. You're sorting through a page of gems that they've curated for you. Mm-hmm. So whether you're looking for a brand that you love or to try a new one at Stitch Fix Freestyle, you can shop over a thousand brands and styles personalized to your size and fit. I got a really cute North Face vest, like a bright pink North Face vest in my last Stitch Fix you know, box. know I It's so cold here, I've just been like wearing it under all of my clothes. I'm obsessed with it. With styles for workouts, to work wear, for lounging around the house, or for a night out on the town, Stitch Fix Freestyle has clothes for any occasion. And plus, there's no subscription required, and they offer free shipping, returns, and exchanges. It's gonna change your whole life and your online shopping experience. It
1: really will. I love Stitch Fix. So, get started today by filling out your style quiz at stitchfix.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. That's stitchfix.com slash gals to try Stitch Fix Freestyle. Stitchfix.com gals and treat your wardrobe. Treat yeah. it.
0: Are you ready for my case? Nails. Yes. Maybe. It's not really a case. I just wanted to, just don't worry about it. Okay. So. <laughs> I want to talk about. Renfest sex stuff. Oh, yeah. yes. Sex stuff. And obviously, that's going to come with a disclaimer right out of the gate. Like, sexual subculture is dope. When you find your community, it is the absolute best. And there are people who can and will exploit that subculture and do fucked up shit. Like, the guy who originally owned the fucking Renfest here mm-hmm. in Minnesota. I think yep. he, part of his, like, quote unquote, huge air quotes, like, quotes, like reasoning behind his fucking sex crimes was that it was like the culture of the Renaissance festival. And it's like, no, it's fucking not. Mm-hmm. So fuck yeah. off.
1: Yeah. There's a line. Yeah.
0: Right. And this doesn't mean that the subculture and kink and the kinks therein are in are bad. It means that the exploitative predators infiltrating those spaces are bad. Yeah. And being part of a dope sexual subculture comes with some responsibility, especially around the issue of consent So something that can get lost in the conversation of consent is the issue of folks in public spaces who did not consent and were not asked Mm -hmm. if they if it was okay to be part of or even witness that subculture with like the purchase of a ticket to a renaissance fair or like in a public space. So like these are all just little nuanced parts of. Like finding your community, getting into kink. And at the end of the day, people are fucking prudes. Like I want everyone to be able to express themselves fully and safely, which is a hard line to toe. But there are some boundaries that determine the time and space for sexual expression, like full blown sexual expression, like 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 public sex Mm -hmm. is what I mean by that. And it's like up to us to establish and respect those boundaries like within a Fully formed society, like that's like, just what we do. Turn the
1: golf course into a sex into forest. a
0: public fucking sex yep. forest that people know exactly what it's there for and what to expect when they breach those gates. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that said, let's get into something I find hilarious. Okay. Now, the Ren Fest you're likely used to is a tradition in most states. It's a family affair that transports you back to the dirt, grime, and cleavage of the 14th century and oh. beyond. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fairs like these have been attracting folks by the thousands nationwide for years, and if you have ever attended one, then it's no fucking secret that there's a simmering sexual subculture among the staff and many participants of the The event. The staff are... Fucking, yeah. Horned. Yeah. Yeah. Horned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that, like, leather corsets, collars, and kilts commonly worn by participants blurs the lines of and welcomes BDSM culture to live openly within its walls. And I fucking Mm. love it. As is true in a lot of states, the fairs will run for several weeks at a time, and exhibitors and staff will literally eat, sleep, piss, shit, and yes, fuck on the premises. I didn't know that they lived there. I mean, you don't have to, but like the Minnesota Renaissance Fair, many of the exhibitors do, because for a lot of folks, this is their whole livelihood, so they travel from state to state to different fairs to different fairs selling their crafts or whatever and then are there like they,
1: dorms that they There live aren't in?
0: dorms. They they have like well, at least at at the Minnesota Renfest you get kind of a backstage pass so there's like privies bathrooms that are only yeah. for staff but it's still fucking porta-potties and shit. There's barely any running water. Most people will either tent or bring campers and RVs. Oh.
1: So wild.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I think some people will, like, maybe sleep in their shops. But a lot of people have, like, little restaurants and they there's nowhere for them to crash. Like, some people will just set up a cot and, like, sleep in their shop. But you, like, can't sleep in the, re- in the little walk-up yeah. restaurants. I don't know. It's nuts. So, fairs, you know, were, like... This is just going to happen. Like, they literally live there with limited running water for weeks at a time. And with those close quarters and tight car sets and an abundance of leathersmith shops, shoppies, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like banging is bound to happen. So fairs were actually created, not just these Renaissance fairs that we go to, but specific fairs, like Lucy said, were created to cater to this subculture and provide an appropriate space for safe sexual play. Such events launched as early as the 60s. It was the 60s and might be the most it was the 60s shit ever like <laughs> hippies and kilts going to fuck in a bunch of dust at a Renfest. Yep. Like, hi, fuck I'm yeah. here for it. <laughs>
1: Hello, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What we come I from the land a of the ice of and dust, snow. Like chinchillas. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> just shredded fucking, yeah, chinchilla cage lining. <laughs> and these grew in popularity with the BDSM kink community. So this is from maybe my new favorite source ever, vocative.com. Vocative.
1: Cool. How nice. <laughs> evocative. Yeah, a little on the nose,
0: but I love it. Quote, evocative analysis, evocative analysis of online forums related to Renaissance fairs and to kink revealed that these festivals are a favorite recreational destination for some local BDSM communities. One of the world's largest BDSM forums, CollarChat.com, features a number of stories from members who met their kink partners or first discovered BDSM by attending a Renaissance fair, like a regular
3: mm-hmm.
0: run-of-the-mill RenFest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Forum user Cala Firestorm BW joked Cal I started hot
1: boy Cal <laughs> blonde
0: I started off my journey into out of mainstream life as a paid staff, as paid staff at a Renaissance fair. Gotta watch those. They're quote gateway recreation. <laughs> <laughs> I Vocative love it. also found strippers and other people who participate in various kinds of sex work talking online about going to the festivals. Some of those who were discussing their trips to the fairs just went for fun, like anyone else, but others went to shop for some uh of the costumes that are on sale. Like there's a ton of beautifully made, like hand leather gorgeous. working. It's mm-hmm. so
1: expensive. It's so I'm expensive,
0: good. but like, fuck, that shit's stunning. If yeah. I had the the doll hairs yeah, to just the- g- d- cover myself and find leather goods, you know yeah. I fucking would. Mm-hmm. And the patience for that many ties. I don't really have that much I'm a I'm a pull it on, stretch it out, fart it, work and it leggings mm-hmm. kind of gal. Yeah. So this kind of close proximity between family-friendly fantasy and sexual fantasy has caused controversy at times. In 2013, one group set up a bondage camp near the entrance of the Texas Renaissance Fair. Despite complaints from parents, a local Ren fair newsletter praised both the bondage camp and a nudist kink group called Clan Dragonborn, a.k.a. <laughs> the Naked Knights and Disrobed Damsels. Oh, my God, I uh, love it. Where do I fucking join? <laughs> oh my God. I want to be a disrobed damsel uh, for displaying, quote, a refreshing step away from the hyper family friendly direction that some fair devotees believe the festivals are taking.
1: Make Ren Fest
0: adults only. Yeah. And make Ren Fest a public <laughs> sex forest. <laughs> the bondage the camp has redundant, but it's yeah, fine. But let's do it. The Bondage Camp has since disappeared from festival forums, but Reddit users say that the Texas festival is still home to a clandestine BDSM camp. Oh lucky. Yes. End Best quote. Kind. So like I am fully here for this oversexed Renfest D and D nerds are my people. <laughs>
1: Seriously, oversexed though, nobody fucks like nerds fuck. No,
0: nobody ever why fucks are they like so nerds. Horny.
1: Fuck. I don't so know, but it's amazing. Horny. Like, like really pretty people mm-hmm. don't fuck that often. Mm-mm. Like nerds, D and D nerds close. who can be pretty. I'm sure. Oh, they're they're gorgeous. <laughs> I'm but sure. There's a lot my of D and D nerds
0: who. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. We know you fucked. Yeah. Listen, even though I prefer not to get into the middle of those body piles anymore, like that was more of a high school theater, Amanda, than a 34 barely holding (laughs) it together, Amanda, but I am fucking here for mm -hmm, it.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Bring on a body pile. Just let me shower for eight years first. (laughs) Anyway, this specific case that I'm about to get into is a situation where the boundaries of consent were fucking established and normies and prudes came in and fucking ruined that. So let's head to Alabama in glorious pre-pandemic 2018. Mm-hmm. A traveling Ren fest that's based in Georgia calls itself the Southeast Dark Ages Festival. <laughs> also known as the, the Southeast. G-O-P. The, <laughs> <D-O-> the GOP. <laughs> <laughs> the Deep South Dark Ages Festival. <laughs> this festival is a 21 plus event. It is clear in its mission to provide a sexy opportunity for the Renaissance Fair kink subculture. So it's like marketed. They booked the event at the Southern Pillar Campground in Pike County, Alabama, from March 23rd through March 25th, 2018. Just a quick weekend of sexual fulfillment for adults only on a private campground. They booked it. Nobody else would be staying there. They booked the whole thing. Get it. Wow. I did not know that this existed. This is amazing. Yeah. And I see no issue here, mm. like at all. This is a private space. You're paying for it. You're going to yeah. clean up after yourself. You're following the rules. All adults yeah. consenting. Go for exactly. it. Exactly. But when the fair's promotional materials started circulating with the promise of, quote, a weekend of fun-filled debauchery and sexual play, the locals just about lost their damn minds. (laughs) So don't go. Yeah, so don't (laughs) fucking go. It's not that hard. The campground owners, Patrick and Lauren Faircloth, initially claimed they were unaware of the nature of the event prior to the flyer going around. The flyer also revealed, excuse That quote, sex play and consensual kink would be monitored during the three day festival and referred and also referred to intoxicants, which I can only imagine is like Alabama for alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was just like, you could bone each other, there will be like safety staff, and there will be mead. Like, fucking calm down. Yeah. Honestly, this festival looked dope. Like, where (laughs) do I sign? Their Twitter account boasted a five course dinner that incorporated, quote, dancing girls, music whipping boy don't like human that. furniture i have test no, of skill i have and strict no strict service oh no. hey if you want to be whipping boy I've, like i get like it. the whipping BDSM, boy. baby
1: okay yeah okay it's all sure. consenting. if it's all consenting yeah all of yeah. it is consenting term...
0: and these... i mean yeah but like it's you know it's a kink term i got no problem with yeah. it okay it's all consenting. They're okay. all in. They're all in on it, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: okay. With tickets so reasonably priced at thirty-five dollars for singles and fifty dollars for couples, That the is event. Cool. That I is know. Cheap. I mean, how much can you really charge for a sex fest weekend in, in Alabama? Alabama? But like,
1: <laughs> I get it. The event is slated off for cousins. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> cousins are a twofer. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, show, We're going to get so many emails. I'm sorry. I live Whatever. in Kentucky, so like,
0: my wh- Your emails will be going to Derek. We're going to yeah. make fun <laughs> of Alabama. The event was slated to draw in about 200 people, which would have been a nice boost to the Pike County economy. But as the fair cloths went back and forth with their lawyers to determine if an event like this was even legal for them to host, mm-hmm. pressure mounted from the community to pull the plug on the whole darn thing. Initially, the Southeast Dark Ages Fest stood their ground tweeting, quote, seems the locals to the venue are planning to protest the event and adding the hashtags, quote, we will not be bullied. Hashtag fear is overcome with love and hashtag knowledge is power. Okay, I'm going to work on your hashtags. Yeah. okay. This is not a compelling campaign. Save the children. Yeah, it's not quite as good as turn the Hiawatha golf course into a public sex forest, but I'll get your people in touch with their people. We need to get those stickers. We do. So they tweeted this, the the festival organizers tweeted that on March 8th of 2018. But within days, the Faircloths canceled their reservation. Patrick Faircloth said to the press, quote, if it was a different thing, they would have been doing it. It would have brought a lot of money to people's businesses and revenue for the campground, of course. But it doesn't matter how much revenue is going to be generated. That kind of thing isn't going to happen here.
1: Mm. Churches
0: don't pay taxes. So, like, literally everything else
1: you've got going on is not generating any money for the community. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the festival organizers respected the decision and tweeted that the event was, quote, canceled due to the campground owners having decided to back out for their protection after receiving valid threats and harassment against their family, specifically their minor child.
1: It already feels like the Dark Ages. It
0: seriously Mm -hmm. does. But an article published by The Messenger paints a completely different picture of campground owner Patrick Fairclough. And I'm going to close out the rest of my case reading this article from The Messenger because it is some small town, like, reverend sleuth, pearl-clutching bullshit, and I am fucking loving
3: it. This article,
0: This article is why I picked this. I was like, I love it. Okay, so here's the article. Quote, when I became aware of it, I immediately said I'm not in support of this, Faircloth said, adding he canceled the festival on March 8th. The flyers promoting the event included information about sex play and how consensual kink would be monitored during the festival, as well as references to the use of intoxicants during the weekend. I personally wouldn't support anything illegal, and my wife would never support anything illegal, Faircloth said. However, his wife, Laurel Faircloth, confirmed the campground had hosted the Dark Ages Festival once before. And, according to area residents who have raised public concern about the campground, the couple has hosted other festivals and events celebrating BDSM and other sexual activities at the campground.
1: Oh my my. god! The truth dust cometh out! (laughs) Dust it though?
0: Because this is according to area residents. Mm. Well, and his wife. Well, hmm.
1: Okay, we're good. I don't know messy. if the wife
0: admitted it or if people said it of the people wife. are saying it. It's and like, I still don't know. And I've read confirmed. this article. confirmed. Whatever. Oh, I guess. I guess she did. But like, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of confusion and hearsay okay. in this community. Okay. Officials at Troy University, which is where Patrick is a professor, released a statement Thursday regarding the situation quote Troy University officials have received no evidence of violations of university policy or of law the statement reads any charges or claims will be investigated following procedures established in the faculty and staff handbook and consistent with the laws of the state of Alabama because the community was like digging was like digging through fucking Patrick's like work history and social media posts and even like
1: they were curriculum to him, yes
0: like curriculum that he had taught at the college Mm -hmm. and trying to like get him fired and fuck up his life. It's the same people
1: as like all the critical race theory, like
0: public forum. Yeah. Yeah. For real. So the pastor who has been going after this fucker cited various web pages that include a podcast with Faircloth discussing BDSM issues as they relate to mental health and Faircloth's university bio, which states he has an interest in BDSM issues. Okay, none of which is illegal. Show nope. me the
1: fucking crime. Yeah. I know. It's his land. Yeah. His sex life. His, his private job. life. His interests. Not, none of it is illegal well, or like, has anything to fucking do with
0: you if you don't attend the event. There's also nothing online. Even the Reverend, like, can't claim that there's anything online that specifically says that Patrick Faircloth is even into BDSM. He's just openly studying, at least from, like, an analytical and academic. intellectual and academic standpoint, possible connections between potential like mental health. It also doesn't matter if Diagnoses and BDSM. Yeah, it wouldn't matter if matter. he was. It's just so funny that it's like, I'm just going to pull these little threads and just see what falls apart. And the school is like, he's a, this is fine. Like Sometimes you're, you're, you're I not.
1: think about if like conservatives were to ever try to dox or whatever, the three of us. And it's like, you know
0: what? Everyone already knows everything.
1: Fucking listen to... Exactly. Listen to our 250 plus episodes that are all two hours long. Fucking listen to every minute of it. I fucking welcome you. Enjoy. Pull as many clips as you want. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Faircloth did not deny the material found online. He said he is not ashamed about the factual things that people can find about his beliefs. (laughs) But he also declined to comment further, stating that he felt no need to defend his personal views. Quote, it basically reminds me of the Salem witch hunts. People want to find anything they can, any kind of negative thing to try to lay it at your door, he said. Reynolds said some Spring Hill area residents and church members are concerned about other events that may be occurring at the campground websites reference an event called quote leather in the pines advertised for 2016 (laughs) and again for may 2018 i know i'm like (laughs) i want this to just be a big kinky fucking campground i hope all this is leather in the pines (laughs) leather in the pines baby oh my god don't tell scott he would be well he'd have to go back in time but we can see if there's a new and improved leather in the pines i'm sure he's on their newsletter He's probably been. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The event is described online as, quote, an annual education conference in Alabama, of which the primary purpose is to provide training and education for members of the leather community and those who wish to learn more about the leather community. According to an online post, the event is scheduled to come again this year. But Faircloth declined to comment on other events held at the campground, saying that he did not want to fuel hatred. Mm -hmm. Quote, there was a group down here recently planning a pride parade, Faircloth said. The people out in this community, if they knew LGBT folks would be here, they'd have the same hateful things to say, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to talk about events that happen or don't happen here. It's a private campground, and it's none of their business. Those same people, you know, 30 years ago or even 20
1: years ago would have been railing against events that were not segregated.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, fuck these people. Get with it. Glow
0: up. Yep.
1: Glow Glow up. up.
0: So I like to think that the Faircloths aren't total prudes. That like they're actually kinky, like kinky little peanuts. But they like live in fucking al- rural Alabama. They were scared and they, for yeah, their lives. They immediately they were
1: intimidated. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think they immediately tried to protect themselves when the yeah. neighbors started getting their panties in a bunch and were just like, "Oh, we wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. We'll cancel it." Which yep. like that fucking sucks. But I kind of respect the choice because it's like this is your community; you have to well, deal with these fucking people every day. And yeah. you never
1: know if somebody's gonna rock up with weapons right. or. And that's if the attendees say- at at your you know on your land are people gonna can be infiltrate. at risk.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's not to say that. Like, I I just think it's equally admirable and fine whether you cancel the event for the safety of yourself and the attendees and your family. Or you fucking stand your ground and go through with it. Like yeah. it's fine. Whatever we're not you in decide their to shoes. do is. We don't know all the details. We yeah, have to, I'm not we gonna judge that call. Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking judge I cannot say that if I weren't like surrounded by neighbors who were fucking going after my minor kid and trying to get yeah. me fired from my job and sending me fucking death threats to my mailbox, I'd probably be a little apprehensive about it too. So I totally get it. Yeah, I, I don't know, but the good Reverend Keith will stop at nothing to uncover that faircloth smut, and I hope he has a nice time <laughs> trying it.
1: I'm sure he's enjoying every minute of it. Oh, you Reverend know he is. Keith
0: ish, Keith, oh, Reverend Keith. The way, the way that's my Reverend case, Keith. Oh, God. My <laughs> Reverend K-
1: Keith,
0: Reverend Keith. <laughs> All right. Well,
1: thank you to our fan picker, Reverend Beth Roper.
0: <laughs> <Keith>. Beth. <laughs> Reverend Beth, Reverend Beth, Reverend Beth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been screaming so loud that I'm hoarse and I can't do the to the voice. <laughs> <laughs> just just
1: have some nice warm stew. It'll just I'm, coat your oh, throat.
0: Um. Stew me,
1: up. <laughs> so. <laughs> Fucking stew me. So stew me. (laughs) All right. Well, that's our fucking episode. (laughs) We will see you next week. (laughs) 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 Bye-bye.